welcome to Kyle's Ramblings. Today, I'm having another episode with my good friend Caleb Jones. We both grew up in the Christian religion. Uh, We attended the same Christian-focused schools. And uh, in this episode, we just talk about how our worldviews have changed over the years and some of the new ideas in our theology. I hope you guys enjoy. Welcome, Caleb. Thank you for joining me for this conversation. Thanks for having me, fella. It's been a while. It has. It has. It's been almost almost, a year. Almost a year. Yeah. I think it was April the last one we did. Yeah. Dang. (laughs) A lot has changed. A lot has changed. Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited to get into it. For sure. Um, What do we want to start with? What what you've been reading recently? Um, yeah, I just finished, um, Alan Watts last book. He actually died while writing this. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> didn't quite, didn't quite finish it. Um, but let me see who was it. Um, I think it was, I'm not hundred percent sure. I think Al Chung Lang Huang is the guy who wrote, he wrote the foreword for it. And I think he added stuff that he thought Alan Watts would have added. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but he put that in like a specific like footnote so yeah. that we know that he didn't actually write that. Book. Right. Um, but yeah, this was really interesting. It just went over like a lot of these old books from like, like even before the Tao, what they think the Tao maybe what was uh, derived from and all of that. Yeah. Um, but really, it's just like really heavily focused on his like, interpretations of eastern religion right yeah um and so he talks let me pull up the chapters here um yeah so he goes over the chinese written language in the first chapter um kind of talking about like um like its main difference is how it's like pictures um signs basically that that point to what they're trying to say Mm. rather than like an alphabet like an alphabet that we put together yeah because adding, adding that level of having to put put all these words together adds like a sort of, what's the word, um, delay, mm-hmm. almost. Um, and one of the things that struck me the most was you can put like three times the amount of information on a page, in the Chinese written language than you can when compared to English. Yeah. So that's that's kind of like it's just crazy. That to is me. crazy. <clears throat> um. But yeah, he he goes over the yin and yang polarity in the Mm. second chapter, which I think is super powerful um, for me because it's a clear, like that's one of the clear separations from the Bible. Mm. The Bible uses good and evil as their their polarity rather than the yin and yang. And they seem similar, but they're completely different things. Because there's not a morality associated with the yin and yang. Exactly. There is no the idea of having the yin without the yang does not exist. Mm. And and I think one of the main aspects of the Bible is trying to get to a world where you have all yin and no yang. <laughs> no <laughs> all yang. good and no evil, right? That sounds so silly. Like in according to like Eastern religion, you can't have good without bad. Mm. Like it just doesn't happen. It's it's a silly thought. And I think so much of Christianity is focused on that. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a good point. Do you do you want there to be no bad though? You know what I mean? 
but it's also like what are we defining as bad exactly and that's the thing with that's that's the issue with a lot of with with Christianity is everyone has different definitions of what wrong is what bad is what sin is exactly right like I would we've been debating over that for how long you know exactly I would argue that that almost everybody like knows what good and bad is already you know Mm. already like to them and that's the idea that someone can't have that morality without the bible is yeah it's a problem i agree no i completely agree i've thought about that a lot you know um i think growing up the christianity that you and i experienced was like you know we have to try to live our best lives and follow these set of lifestyle principles and laws because that makes us a good person or that's what God wants us to do. And if we don't, then we disappoint God. And like, I I basically just rejected that model because I don't like, it's it's really unpractical. Like how many people throughout history had access to the Bible or who knew or knew who Jesus was, what word was most people didn't. Right. Exactly. So there has to be something there has to be there has to be an idea more universal than that idea of Christianity. Right. Um, so for me now it's uh, I don't know I don't even know where to start dude. It's been it's been such a crazy journey this past year. I've learned so much and I've I've thrown out a, a lot of toxic ideas that are just found throughout Christianity and yeah, it's sad. It's so subtle and it's It's so subtle. Yes. And they just deny it. Like, yes. and when I, what I mean by they is, is people who I feel like are just stuck in the religion. They're not yeah. really, they're not really like questioning yeah. if that makes sense. And, yeah. and I, my parents are unfortunately those people, mm. you know, um, I actually had a talk with my mom, um, on Christmas, like around Christmas time, yeah. you know, cause it's just like that much of that much time there. Like it just came out, you know, but I feel like I just had to say something. But um, we we talked about a lot of stuff, but the main thing I want to talk about is I mentioned my difference with religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told her that I did not, I don't like the idea of heaven. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, I told her, I told her that the idea of heaven is just as abominable as the idea of hell, because that's a, that's an Alan Watts Ooh. quote that I really like. I want you to explain that. So as a kid, man, that's interesting. My, my parents sat us down and read us this book of some guy imagining what heaven would be like, right? And it's, a, he was a good writer, really painted this beautiful picture. As a kid, I was like, why are we reading this? This is some guy's idea of what it's yeah, like. Yeah, this is one guy. <laughs> and, and and I, but I didn't obviously have the balls to say that to my parents. They were just like, you know, it's book night. We're going to read it, right? And this is like, you know, where it gets to be. This is like indoctrination, right? But <clears throat> like, you know, they're just reading us a story. It's just a fun time. But like, I remember the book, you know, just talks about what we're going to be doing. In heaven it's all about how you're going to be flying around and eating these these big juicy fruits and and oh the grapes are the size of whatever like how the bible <laughs> says you know and it's it's just like <clears throat> all i could think of what next because we're here forever now so we're gonna run out of shit to do forever mm-hmm. do you know what forever is like that's all i could think as a kid like forever's too long 
make it a cap that number yeah yeah because that's too long yeah and and now at, at this point i realize that that we are living forever and this is just heaven here mm. right that's that's how my perspective has shifted it's it's it seems completely bizarre to me to want to live forever that seems like a nightmare um and so yeah i kind of just like expressed how i didn't really identify with that anymore and then she quickly snapped up that, that Seventh-day Adventists don't believe in hell. And I said, well, believe it or not, I sure got that idea from the Bible. So, like, <laughs> oh, the idea I don't know. Yeah, like, hmm. whether whether or not we believe in hell, as a kid, I thought I would burn for not believing wow. in God. So, like, <laughs> here we are, you know? Yeah. So, like, it's, whether that came from them, which I think some of it did early on, right? I, you know... I think my parents didn't really know what they were saying. Mm -hmm. um, but like, there, there's a memory that really, like I remember my mom like crying, telling me to make the right choice so that I could be with her in heaven and not down in hell. And like, this is like, this has gotta be from like those crazy sermons where the pastors are like yelling about, yeah. you know. Like we've all heard and seen the clips. These are the clips that these atheists love to use, right? <laughs> <clears throat> of the, just these crazy pastors. But like, obviously, this got to my mom, who was just clearly scared. Yes. Played on, you know, her own past and whatever, and just got placed on my lap as a kid, you know. And it's yeah. like these are the things that we need to start to like question: if yeah. should there be intervention, you know, yeah. especially with like children. Like, cause it's a traumatizing thing. It is. No, I agree. Um, the weird thing about Christianity, which I didn't realize till lately, is that most of it is fear-based. Yeah. And it contradicts its own self because it's it's saying, well, we believe in this God who is all loving, all merciful, and but but there's a caveat like you know there's a caveat to that statement exactly but we're living in fear it's like you know like why how can you have that that doesn't make any sense it's a contradiction and i didn't realize i didn't realize until recently and i was like yo something has to change because this can't be this can't no, be it fear is you a know? horrible motivator it is it doesn't make you it doesn't make you want to do anything for the right no. reasons right um but I want to I go back to your heaven idea because that's, I, I related a lot um, to some of the things you're expressing there where I, I would have like panic attacks as a kid thinking about heaven because it's, it's super hard to, it's a hard idea to comprehend like, well, so we're going to live forever and there's never going to be an end and we're just going to be hanging out. For real. And that gave, like that would give me panic attacks because it was... It was so unimaginable. I didn't. I didn't have anything to. It wasn't tangible. Exactly. It's not tangible. And, um, but, but now, the idea of heaven is way more exciting because of how my perception of God has shifted and how, um, and how God's perception of us has changed it like 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 the way god views me is, has changed dude that's the that's huge that you just yeah. said that the god's view of me yeah, has changed. that's that's huge dude, like, <laughs> the the pressure that is placed on on kids learning about this stuff is insane yeah, yeah. 
it's insane. Like how many moments as a kid you would be about to do something and think, Oh, is so God upset? Where's what's God looking? Is he watching me? <laughs> is he about to smite me? Is he you know, like all this? It's we crazy treat him like stuff. Santa Claus. Literally, you know what I mean? Like he's assessing each one of our actions and deciding if it was good or bad, or if it was sinful or no, not sinful. Um, but yeah, I just want to go back to your heaven idea because that's what a lot of that's why a lot of people are still in Christianity. It revolves around the heaven idea. Right. right, like they want to get to heaven. Whatever your wildest dreams are, yeah, come <laughs> true. Just give us ten percent of your. <laughs> give us ten percent, <laughs> and you'll get there, right? Um, so the worldview, the worldview I have now, which is very different from a year ago, is that, um, I you know I I believe in God. I believe in, um, I believe in the Bible. Obviously, that's a very, that's a very. Uh, challenging statement because right. there's multiple ways to interpret the bible right um i believe in the person of jesus i believe in how he represented god i believe jesus is god i believe god is jesus um and there's a way to read the old testament through the lens of that right. and have it fit in the model that jesus portrayed um so the first comment i want to add because i heard it i heard it from someone and it really it just stuck with me is like we were made, like the Bible says, we were made in the image of God. Right. So we were made to be like God. And who is God? God is like, God is love. Exactly. That, like, that's who he is. He's, unsel he's unselfish. He's everything that comes along with love. That's who he is. Exactly. And we were made to be like him, to love each other, and to create. Exactly. That is, that is our design and i love the idea because it's like there's an infinite there's an it's infinite like we we were designed to just constantly create and like enjoy being with each other um and then this whole sin thing came into the world which is selfishness essentially you know there's a lot of stuff i don't i don't have to like go into but right that's what sin is selfishness and i really believe that sin the best, um, the best weapon sin has against us is believing things that aren't true about ourselves and about God, right? Um, shame Dude. was never was never a tool God wanted to use. Like it, it wasn't made by God, right? Guilt wasn't made by God. Like that that's not something that comes from love, right? It's something that comes from fear. So this is what I would like to add. Yeah. Uh, um, just to pause here. No, good. Go ahead. Um, I think it's really easy to view these things. Like we want to view love and joy and happiness as like, oh, these would be nice things. And then shame and, yes. and judgment and, and all these things that, that, you know, will make us bad selfishness. Mm -hmm. We want to we wanna naturally like view them as good and bad, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what they really feel like. Mm -hmm. um, but I would, I would rather put it like a light is shining on something and what the light is hitting is, is nice and bright and that's what we could call love and kindness but the natural shadow that falls behind that whatever that object that the light is shining on that's it's just that shadow is always going to be there and that's your mm. shame and your and your selfishness guilt. and guilt and, and it's there's um so you think like you think those things they um, coexist together think, okay I think um, you, we can't have 
love without shame if we're using shame as like the opposite of love or, or selfishness selfishness yeah um that we wouldn't have love mm. because then there's nothing there's there's it's no comparison it's it's by comparison. we can't we can't have warmth without cold and, and i'm really experiencing that as because i've started um ending my showers on cold which is like <laughs> it's kind of tough but you know i i, I think it's you going yeah it really wakes you up but, yeah um it, they're just they're I, easy to separate but yes. they're just part of the same thing i i understand well <laughs> i understand what you're saying i just i don't like that model because it i don't like that idea because it, it doesn't give me hope per se mm. do you know what i mean like yeah. i i like the idea that we were all created to to just love each other we were all created to live in harmony with each other oh. and um yeah the I just like that idea. But the, the other thing that, that also shifted in my my worldview and my spirituality is like the intrinsic value that we all have. Like I know we've talked about that, but in every system in our world, the value is based on performance. Exactly. In the education system, in, in the workforce, in every system we have, it's all performance-based. What can you do for me? Oh, you can do this amount of stuff? Okay, you're valuable to me. You know? Yeah. How well do you perform in school? Oh, you're a straight A student? That's awesome. Like, right. they'll get accepted for this job or into the school. Like, every system we have is based on that, um, which is sad. <laughs> yeah. It, it's fun. sad, right? Because there are some people who don't excel in certain areas and their value auto is automatically lowered because of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and people's people think God views them through the lens of their performance as well, mm -hmm. through the lens of, um, you know, did you did you do the right thing today? Did you help your neighbor in need? Right. Did you <laughs> did you follow the Ten Commandments? You know, all the cliche examples. And I and I don't think I don't believe God views us through that lens. Um, a really cool example is in the Bible when Jesus was being nailed to the cross and people are just making these accusations at him and they're mocking him, they're teasing him. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're Dude, doing. I mean, that's the most powerful writing. What? Ever, it's crazy. Like, think about that, man. Like, Jesus saw these people for the value. Like, he had intrinsic value to him. And... And like he just said, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing because their their mindset is all is all off. Exactly. Right. And and like the power of the power of our mind has really been made known to me recently. Like what you believe is actually really important because no, that's what dude. you're gonna act out, dude. You know what I mean? Like how how could how, why is it taking me this long to realize that? It's like if you keep saying to yourself, I'm fat. I'm unhealthy. How are you ever gonna get healthy, dude? The the power of <laughs> I am statements are like, ridiculous. What? Yeah, dude. Um, this is this is a crazy story. Um, but I, I've I've mentioned I don't know if I've told you this story, but I definitely have on this podcast. But when I was tripping on shrooms, um, I had asked myself like I, I really wanted an identity. I really mm. wanted um, sort of like 
a focus, I guess. Um, because you felt like you didn't have one? Or, well, or what? The, so, yeah, I kind of, um, I, I was really passionate about streaming for a long time. Yeah. And the reason why I stopped is I felt like I couldn't really find like a niche for myself. Mm -hmm. I couldn't really define, I guess, who I was for the content. And I don't know, I guess that stuck with me, but, um, cause like after that was, I started taking mushrooms like months after I just quit streaming altogether. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I was just like, that was sort of my intention going into my mushroom trip. But I, I remember laying in bed and just like, it was like the, I had had that question in the oven and the timer went off and I just mm. sat up like bing, holy shit. <laughs> and just like, I would like electricity was just flowing through my body. And I just, the, my only realization was just, I am mm. like, that's it. I am period. Um, and like, I just felt so I, like that was my identity yeah. is I am. And so then I started really um digging into like the spiritual side of this saying right and i started listening to this podcast where these guys like talk about this spiritual esoteric knowledge and they talk about like i am statements are really powerful for your body yeah because you're assigning things like if you say i am getting sick you're gonna get sick if you start feeling like you're getting sick and you say "Ooh, i kind of noticed that but i'm starting to feel better like i'm gonna mm. start focusing on drinking right. more tea and, yeah and improving like you know, I'm just going to start focusing my energy on that. Like, yeah. it's so powerful. Yes. And um, just like that understanding has been extremely crucial it's because the, the little self-talk that happens in our heads when they use that kind of language, like I am, oh, you're just a, yeah. you uh -huh. know, that's really, really huge. Yeah, um, it is. And, and in, in my, like in my worldview, I think, I think sin makes you believe things that are contrary to what your actual identity is. So, for example, sin would be like, uh, sin makes you feel like, oh, I'm just such a liar. Because, because sin, like, sin identifies you with the action you committed. Right. Whereas God doesn't define you based on your action. Do you see the difference? Like, and, and that was, that was crazy to me. Because I'm like, oh, like, just because I've lied or just because I've um, committed a lustful act, like, that doesn't mean that I'm that. That doesn't mean that I have to define myself by that. Um, and, and the more you believe things that are true about, yeah, just what you believe about yourself is going to come true no matter what. No matter if it's actually um, your identity or not. Oh, exactly. And so, like, start believing things you want to be true about yourself. Dude, you know what I mean? Like, it's, if if you want if you want to be more confident, don't say I'm never gonna. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, just embrace it. Like, I am confident. Like, yeah. what do I have to lose? This is who I am, and act it out. Yeah, believe in that statement. And it sounds so silly because, like, I, you know, this is not the first time. Like, I didn't just hear about this a year ago. We've heard it multiple times. I've heard it multiple times growing up, but it never clicked. Because it, it seemed so, um, what's the word? Yeah, it was, Phony. yeah, it like cheesy, that. like, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. no, motivational talk. it's true, dude, like, yeah, the power of your mind, it's the, wild. I read this book, which, um, 
I've seen a lot of people recommend this book. It's called The Four Agreements. Mm. And it just talks about agreements that we make with ourselves. Um, like you mentioned, like the I am fat one. If you agree with that statement, it's going to hurt. Mm. Um, Dan Trussell, uh, he's the guy that made Midnight Gospel. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Yes. It's really good. Um, but anyway, he was on Joe Rogan and he was talking about how... Um, how insults are like someone shooting an arrow at your feet. They miss and it lands at your feet. And then you decide if you want to identify with it. Yeah. So if you identify with it, it's like you pick up that arrow and start fucking stabbing yourself with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, dude. Exactly. And it, like, it sounds dumb. It sounds like I'm like telling you to just stop, stop it. It's feeling bad. Like if someone calls you a shithead, you just should feel like, okay. <laughs> like it sounds like that. But like, no, I'm being like, if, if you can understand this concept, Mm-hmm. like for me personally there's very few things people could say that would really get on my nerves at this point which is crazy because i i've really struggled with my anger Same. well not anger but my repu- like how people perceive me right right so i would do anything i could yeah to make it to make to give myself a good reputation right? exactly um yeah but like like for me like if so, literally someone could say anything they want about me about like how I look, how I'm dressed, something I'm doing. Like I right. literally don't care. Right. The the thing that I would struggle with is if they start talking like about people who are close to me. You know, mm. that would be like I would. No, I get me. you, dude. It's it's. I totally agree. It's like if someone can insult you. It's like okay, like that's that's not true about me. Yeah. So why do I? If someone insults my so character, would I... it's the same as them calling me like fat. I would yeah. just be like, you're just being silly because clearly yeah. I'm not fat. <laughs> it's not who I, like, if someone says, what's a good example? I'm trying to think. Yeah, it, like, if you don't believe that's true about yourself, then why would you take insult? Yeah, it has no effect. Yeah. <clears throat> or like, you, your mom's a horrible person. That's like, Okay, yeah, like my mom's I love lovely. my mom. Like you don't know that's that's a lie. Like that's just a lie. Like I don't have to, t- I don't have to agree with that. Exactly, because it's not true. You know what I mean? And there's a whole nother level once you realize where that is coming from from them. Yes. And what is that? Yeah. Why are they saying that? Where I'm at, it's I literally view them as me. That they're just me in a different body in a different experience, hmm. and they don't understand all this stuff happening and they're trying to you know they're just turning their inner world outside with their statements yes right and so how there's I some react, sort of conflict going on with exactly them. exactly it's um this is something that i heard that's very interesting your consciousness doesn't actually um realize you're talking about anybody else except you everything you say it thinks it's talking about you so I, I grew up with my my mom who's just a gossip queen and so and I just like I always hated the gossip like I, I always have and, and unfortunately I just picked up the the trend right because as a kid that's just what happens you just yeah. you do you replicate what you see yeah um, but it's something that I'm really trying to work out in myself mm-hmm. like the whole gossip and drama and like talking about other people like i just i don't really have any use for it you know yeah but like it's just something that i've heard so much of and 
I don't know. Like, I think that statement is really powerful for me, at least like understanding that your consciousness literally doesn't understand that you're talking about someone else. Yeah. Like you're just talking about yourself. Right. And so I think understanding that when someone's insulting you can be really powerful. Mm. <clears throat> like they're just talking about themselves and they're saying yes. these hurtful things that they want right. to say to themselves. Yeah. Because whenever that's how it works, whenever I, I see something I don't like, it's, it's something I don't like in myself. Right. You know? No, I, I think that's, that's so true. I, I realize like it's, again, it's been within this year. Um, people like rarely do people act outside of something that they, how do I want to word this? Like there's a reason for why people give for why people act a certain way. Right. If they hate, if they act in a hateful way, if they act in a loving way, there's a reason for why they do that. And it comes back to, again, what they believe about something. And that belief is influenced, is instilled by whatever their experience, what their family has taught them, what their school has taught them, what their church has taught them, right? Like there, there's a reason for why people do the things they do. Okay. Right. And, and once you like, so when someone, when someone does something hateful now, I'm like, okay, why would they, why would they do that? Right. Well, like what pain has this person gone through? What, you know, what does this person believe about themselves? What, what have, what has other people, what have other people told this person to, to make them feel that way? Right. Cause I think you're right. People, people act out or they say things and they're actually talking about themselves in many ways. And I think that's very, I think that's so clearly seen in the church with the, with judgment Mm -hmm. within within the within christianity right like christianity is, is so known for being so hypocritical and judgmental because and the reason for that is because they believe um their value is again determined by their performance right so if someone walks into church and they're not and they're dressed in a certain way they're not performing yeah they're not performing right and so you're gonna lash out yeah it's yeah dude it's it's sad it's really sad um i don't know it's for me the bible so i mean like i said i really didn't plan to come back to the bible but it's just i mean this shit is buried in me you know like (laughs) it's um, been buried it's been instilled in me literally i mean like I use the term shoved down my throat, literally like that, that has been my experience of the Bible. Um, and so to, for me to be able to say that this is a, a good piece of literature, if you know how to read it in my mind, um, I think says a lot of things about the Bible, to be honest, I think the Bible got the whole karmic system way better than the Eastern religion did. Mm-hmm. The Eastern religion has all these rules about how karma works and yada, yada, this and that. And I, I think it's a lot of words to just say you reap what you sow. <laughs> like, they hit the nail on the head. You reap what you sow. Like, it's, that statement is, <laughs> that's it. You know, that's it. They got it. Um, that, that idea of karma is so interesting because, and again, like, I, I want to do more of a study of what the Bible says about it, but I think... I think there's an element of truth in that, like you reap what you sow, but I also think it's just like, 
stuff happens. You know what I mean? And like, you can't always explain it. Um, I remember going through Ecclesiastes, like there, there are a couple books that are kind of labeled as like the critics of the Bible. Um, um, there are a couple books within the Bible that are labeled the critics. So there's like Job, there's Ecclesiastes, and there's another one I can't remember, but Ecclesiastes is King Solomon just kind of, he's talking about wisdom because, you know, in the story, Solomon was granted, was given wisdom by God and um, he becomes like the smartest dude on the planet. And he's just kind of talking about um, how like everything's meaningless. That's kind of what the book of Ecclesiastes is going through. Right. Like it's all vanity, like wealth, it's all it's meaningless you know like um material material goods is all meaningless stuff like that but he also talks about how this what is it the the sun shines on the righteous and the unrighteous i think um but the inverse of that is also true like the rain or whatever you want to use is like bad mm-hmm. falls on both the unrighteous and the righteous Right. So like, what's the good of what's the? Why should we be righteous? <laughs> you know, like, or why should we be unrighteous? Why should we be righteous? Right? If if us living a righteous life doesn't mean we're gonna be blessed hmm. all the time, um, that was a long way of just saying I don't I don't necessarily believe in um, I don't necessarily believe in karma per se. Um, I th- I think there might be reasons for why certain things are happening but again i don't think you can always explain hmm. that's just my oh, yeah personal. so i mean the way that they would say like i mean they would they believe in the past lives right and that's where people would be getting their good fortune or bad fortune from right um as far as past lives for me like i just don't know like i don't know about any of this stuff and i don't really care like I, I'm interested in it as far as curiosity goes, and I'll, I love talking about it. Right. I'll, I'll tell you all about from my a curiosity standpoint. I but think, not. yeah, I think my shroom experiences have brought me closer to what our end life is going to be than anything else has, and so that's mm. what I would sort of base my answer on. But my answer, you're talking to a dumbass twenty-one-year-old kid. <laughs> like I don't know what's gonna happen, right? Or, or if there's multiple lives, or if the karmic system, like it's all like I just don't know. I, I'm just an idiot, right? But um, like I don't know. Is really quick? Is karma a Buddhist and Hindu concept, or is it it's, either? Or is it one or the other? Because I, I get them kind of mixed up. I think it's mostly Hindu. But I again, okay. I don't really know. Um, I think I think Buddhism and Hinduism are kind of close. They overlap and they're similar. Yeah, but um, we might just think it's similar because they're just Eastern. You know what I mean? Like, no, literally, like our our like education our level our... is very low on this topic, which is really unfortunate. I really would like to learn more. Yeah, same. Um, that's how like our Western world is like. Oh, the East, you know, like anything East exactly. is just it gets. Uh, conglomerated exactly see that my knowledge comes from alan watts which is he's just translating what he's read into like the western point of view and so he puts it in western words and so that's what i'm gonna say Mm. um but i i mean i still really like what he has to say about it i feel like he does a really good job at translating yeah um all these all these teachings that's awesome but yeah man 
I want to. I can ask you a question. Yeah. I've been, I've been having this discussion with some friends. Um, about the idea, like I think there's a difference between what you believe and what you want to believe, hmm. or like what you hope for versus like what you actually want to hope for. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I want to ask you that question, like. What do you like? What do you hope for? What do you want to be, like, hundred percent true? If that makes sense. What do I hope? Like, what do you like? What do you want to be true? Like, in your in your exploration of, I guess it's a hard question because, um, because I think you've come up, you've come across stuff in your in your journey that's like okay that's interesting, I don't necessarily believe that to be true, but maybe I hope like it would be really cool if it was you true you know what i mean right um so is there anything that maybe you've been thinking about that like you want to be true? i mean yeah there's a couple like what if you want to share yeah for sure i mean so are you you're asking like religious aspect it, like it could what? be uh yeah like spiritually spiritually like, like nirvana like nirvana okay it, but again it all comes down to your perspective of it you know right. what i mean right and especially with heaven like so this is here. I'm going to start with things I know okay, and okay. things that I, I will not know, but, but what you I believe, believe yes. right? I believe that time is infinite. Okay. And so what does infinite mean? We need to <laughs> grasp infinity. Okay. Because infinity is, it's, 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 it's an eight. It's, it's a, all of it. Okay. Okay. So infinity is taking a towel, pulling it and twisting it forever. You twist that towel forever and that's that twist is infinity okay so picture that um in infinite amount of monkeys and infinite typewriters they'll write shakespeare right like these these are the terms we use to try to get people they'll write all of shakespeare's work if you just type in away that's what infinity is okay and so this is what we know with infinity if it has happened once it will happen again and so whether I come back as a different body or not, for sure, I will come back as this rendition of Kyle. Next go round. However long it takes, it doesn't matter because it's infinite. Another Earth, just like this one, will happen. And what if you believe in evolution, that'll happen up until the point that I'm born and I'll be back. You believe in creation, God will create my dumbass again and I'll be here <laughs> again. That's what infinity is. Okay, and so... So, like... Okay, that, that's another... I haven't thought of it that way. By infinity, you mean like the same thing continues to happen. Yes. Not by... In, it could. Not in the terms of just like time never ends. No, time never ends. But it's also well. things... It's just repeat. forever expanding. But things continue to repeat. Yeah. Okay. So I, like that, I would say there's, there's billions of Kyles for each separation that I make a different choice. And so there's a Kyle out there who didn't get this tattoo <laughs> and he's out there doing his fucking thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. And so that's, that would be the, the multiverse level. Of so like you believe in multiverse? <laughs> sure. Because of infinity, because I believe because of the universe is infinite. Yes. Okay. Um, but, but that also stems from the concept of you believing that things have to repeat. Because can't you have infinity without repetition? Mm, no. Because it's infinite. 
Like it's forever. Yeah. Like it'll well, like no matter what. <laughs> the, like yeah, there's gonna be worlds where everything happens, and that includes repetition. That includes non-repetition. Mm, okay. That includes like infinity is so hard for us to wrap our minds around, and so like it's possible okay i see what you're saying like it's irrational to say it's that irrational. There, there's not gonna be a repetition when you're talking about infinite Every, worlds infinite possibilities exactly. infinite okay i um, see i see what you're saying so like I, is there a world that i'm a squirrel <laughs> yeah sure you know what I'm saying? A squirrel. so like they, you know <laughs> it's all so it's it's a difficult concept to understand yes. but here's there's some there's some there's some meaningful things that go with this in an infinite universe every point that if i just stick my finger on an infinite map that's now the center because i've made it the center because it's infinite so every you're the center of the universe and i'm the center of the universe and the tree growing outside that's the center of the universe because that's it does that make sense yeah it's it's kind of a hard concept, but I think this is It's where... like the world revol it's like the sun revolving around exactly. the earth idea. Like if that's what your basis of not yeah. like it's it's all about your perspective of it. Well, yeah, and I, it's about my perspective for me and your perspective for right, you. Right, right. Um it would be it's similar to what's called the spotlight effect. Um you when you mess up or do something in front of class or in class, you feel like everybody's looking at you. You feel like you're at the center of the universe. Everybody's like staring at you. But what you need to realize is everybody else feels like that. Mm. When someone drops something in the grocery store and I look over and notice that they drop something, they probably feel like, oh gosh, everybody's looking at me dropping shit. But you don't think of it. But like, I'm like, look at this person being a person. (laughs) Right. They're just doing their thing. (laughs) I dropped something last week, you know? (laughs) But, and so I think the way that we behave is very reminiscent of that. Um, People will get caught up and it's just me at the center of the universe and so people who are in survival mindsets they get dangerous Mm. you know i got to take care of me and my family you know give me all your shit i don't give a fuck about you it's right because it's all me i gotta get myself out of this mess yeah that's where we lose it it's when people don't realize that that yeah you're in this body and you're at the center of the universe but you are also the whole universe you are everybody else and so having that identity, like, it's, see, saying that is such a, it's like, you either get it or you don't. I get it. And so when I say that, I feel like. Because everything's so, inter- like, interconnected. Is that kind of what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Like, you're, it, an action that you make today is going to have infinite number of influences. Exactly. On the world around you. Um, and that's the same, same with me. That's the same with everything. Exactly. There's the, this Native American idea of land. They they don't say that they yeah, own land. Like own land? They this say we silly. borrow it from our children. Yeah. That's what land is. We're borrowing it from our children. And so I'm really going to try to get my I parents to understand. Awesome? Yeah. Like I love that idea. It's, it's so, so amazing. Yeah. Like so now my dad has bought all this land. Right. And he's getting older. He's not going to be able to keep working. And like what I want to do is... Um, you know, collect some money and like do something cool with that land mm. and leave like something cool for the next, this next generation yeah, is yeah. coming. Right? It's like that, that idea is so deeply ingrained in humans. I feel like, mm. you know, everybody wants to 
create something for their family and leave something behind. A legacy, you know? yeah. <clears throat> or, or, yeah, to benefit the future generations. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where that's where we're going to kill selfishness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to, it's, it's less of like fighting evil, more shifting the light to hide some more of the shadow, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. No, I, I like the idea of shifting the light. I, <clears throat> I think that's, I think that's true. Um, like we, we spend so much time fighting what we think is the good, you know, fighting the good fight. Like I, I'm going to combat this wicked thing in this way, but you're, you're just like wasting your time. Yeah. You know? I mean, this, this idea is so deeply rooted in Christianity. If we're going to talk about the Crusades, I mean, it was yeah. really, are you a Christian? Because if you're because not, if you're I'm not, gonna I'm going to, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to kill you, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where it started. Mm. Right. And so I think, um, now there, there is some astrology math to this, right? If you're into that stuff, this mm. is, um, but there's, there's a specific amount of years that go for each cycle. Um, and the cycle that we're in, which started with Christianity and the Crusades and everything, it's coming to an end. We're starting a new cycle, which is, I think, going to be um, this shift away from um, trying to fight against it and and more just trying to, what's the word? I, I guess what we use, shift the light, is more a better demonstration. Mm. But I think a good way to look at it is... Um, how do you how do you unclench a fist? How do you unclench a clenched fist? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, are you well, yeah. are you gonna unclench my fist with another clenched fist? Yeah, no. <laughs> like that's not how it works. No. It's it's a gentle like you gotta pull it open. Yeah, you know, and that's what we need to understand about this good versus evil thing. Yeah. Um, I actually pulled up. Let me see. Um. Because it talks, this talks about the, the yin and yang polarity. And I really, really, mm. like this is like my main takeaway from Eastern religion is the shift away from good and evil. And it's just this polarity that exists. This yin and yang. And like in my conversation with my mom, she was just so adamant about God being real. And, and she needs God to help her fight the evil, mm. you know? And like she's in this battle with the evil. Right. And so the the opposite view that I've gained is this battle with my ego. I, I now have a face for what is making me um, sin. And I use the word sin, not the way that <clears throat> the, way that like the Bible uses but just like, yeah, sin is just missing your mark. Um, mm-hmm. It's I would say I sin when, you know, I like want to make a podcast episode, but just don't get around to it. I can't sit down to it. Like that's me missing my mark. I'm not, I'm not doing what I want to do. Yeah. If that makes sense. And there's yeah. no, there's no pressure that I'm going to burn in hell for it. No. Like I'm just, these are things that I, want I to love. I love like missing, missing. The <clears throat> Cause that's so like that aligns perfectly with my worldview as well. It's like, like you having a desire to make a podcast episode and then not doing it. That is sin. And that's so true with, that's so true with my worldview because it's like, I, I believe deep down, people have a desire. People have a desire to like, love, right. whether they admit it or not. And they have a desire to be loved. They have a de- they have a desire to love other people. Um, and then whenever they go against it, that's sin because they're not, right. they're not aligning with their actual desire. 
Dude, that's so cool. I like that. What were you going to say about um, the book? Oh, yeah. What were we talking about? Yin and Yang. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and how there's not like, there's no morality associated with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. The idea too, like when you said your mom's like fighting the evil. Yeah. Um, I mean, that idea is just... Like what so is, deeply rooted. Like what is that? Like what does that mean? <laughs> you know, I think I may be past it. Sorry, this might take me a little. That's bit okay, man. I'll just yeah. keep talking while you keep flipping. <laughs> Let's see what else has shifted a lot, or shifted significant amount this past year. Um, yeah, the identity thing is crazy. Because it's like, if I believe we were all created in this image, why would I treat someone contrary to that? Like, if someone if someone is actually like, if someone's actually loving and selfless and compassionate, um, and, and they don't believe it and they don't believe it about themselves like they're acting contrary to who they actually are why would I do something to continue to make them believe a lie about think, themselves here's what's crazy I think a lot of people will say things to try to get themselves to believe it themselves and so I think that's true yeah. like yes. like um, for instance there's like and a lot of times in divorce or when when someone's cheating, they, they get like much more affectionate, you know, to almost like, it's okay. Like, oh, I feel bad about what I actually am doing. I'm going to mm -hmm. put on a front and be more loving and give more and do all this stuff because yeah. of what I'm actually, because of what I actually am, you know, mm -hmm. like what's, what is most important is what you truly feel about yourself and truly yes. identify with. Yes. Um, and it's hard, man, because like these are, these are the battles that nobody sees. No, you know, and it's like, it's just you. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta decide. Yeah, you have to make a decision <clears throat> on what you're, on what you're gonna believe about yourself. And that comes down to acting in the way that you believe about yourself. Yeah. Yes. The show, dude. Like the confidence example was such a was such a like pivotal moment for me because I wouldn't say um I wouldn't say I acted very confidently for most of my life in many areas there were some areas I think I did but um there were many areas where I didn't uh, I was pretty insecure of certain things I was afraid to speak like it's so weird because I love attention from people I love being the center of attention but I hate public speaking right like you know there's there's just all these like things that I was insecure of and afraid of. And now I'm just like, now if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling a certain, if I'm feeling fear towards something, I'm like, why, why do I have to be afraid of this thing? Like, that's such an irrational thing. Cause I, I I've like, I don't, I don't have any reason to be fear, like to be afraid. Like I can, I can be confident. Like I, I noticed my posture too, which is a big thing for me. Like, I used to slouch a lot and everything and now I'm like, oh, I gotta, cause like slouching, you can kind of hide yourself, you no, know, like if you're, 
well, you know, we're, we're both tall, so like slouching just kind of happens naturally because yeah. of things. But um, I would I would slouch. I put my hood up because I'm like I'm insecure of certain things. But I'm like, dude, I don't have to be insecure of anything. Like, I have nothing to fear. What am I What am I supposed to be afraid of? Right. So like, I I'm focusing on my posture more because it it's huge. Dude, it literally like, changes. body language is crazy. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I I've recently been experiencing with hand mantras as well. Hmm. Um, just putting all of your fingertips together, thumb to thumb, index to index, like down like this. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's supposed to be calming for your just your, your nerves, your energy. Um, Interesting. And so in my interview, this is how I held my hands. I just sat like this, and I felt so much more calm. Yeah. Like I'm usually pretty good in interviews, but sometimes I'll like stutter you get a little and nervous a little bit. Yeah. But like. I don't know, like just like you said, you know, the posture, like sitting yeah. upright and maintaining eye contact and like right. just like being more sure of what I'm doing, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's something that I've really gotten from the from the Tao um, is just knowing that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Like it's all just flowing and I'm part of the flow and whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Yeah, it's dude. all going to be okay. It's going to happen, man. <laughs> That's exactly right with me. It's like, I believe everything's going to happen. It's going to happen and I believe it's going to be good in the end. So I have nothing to be afraid of. That's, you know? yeah, that's the number one thing is like good wins in the end. So yeah. we are going to have this evil versus good. We know that good wins. Yeah. Why are we even stressing? Exactly. It makes no sense. Like, yeah. The, I don't know. The, I, I just think that if once we can shift away from fighting against evil, we're gonna have a much easier time, a much better time. Ooh. Um, because you're gonna, it's gonna be your natural reaction to evil and to anger and to hate and to pain is gonna be love. Too like it's just gonna be. That's so good, and that's the only thing that resolves it. Do you know it. what I mean? That's it. Like you're not, man. Coming from someone who oh. really had a lot of anger, like I. All I wanted to give my parents back was anger and rejection, what they gave me, you know? Um, so for a long time, I didn't talk to them for like almost a year. You know, I yeah. just cut them off. Like I didn't want to participate, but that anger never goes away. Mm. It's just going to sit there because it, its job is to get you to, you know, move past it, right? Because it's obviously this anger is telling me that I've been hurt you know my boundary has been crossed and and i i need to get that message across to them but that message isn't going to come across if i'm not talking to them if all i'm giving them back is more anger and hatred yeah. and it's just going to create yeah. a cycle like the only change is when i decide to go like open up and be vulnerable and yeah talk about like what happened because it's crazy like they just don't realize like it's not in their awareness mm. <clears throat> my mom would constantly say things like oh I don't know what happened he just doesn't want to talk to me and it's like things like that where it's like this thing really deeply affected me and you're blowing it off like it's nothing it's yeah. like but she, she's not going to come to that realization until I tell her until yeah. I open up it's not say, her awareness literally you know? yeah you know and the the reason for that is people can't understand you as much as they understand themselves. Mm. Like they can't understand you more than how they understand themselves. Right. Um, 
And I think my parents just have a really low level of understanding of just of who they are. And who they are. So how can you expect them to understand? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so just lots of patience with that. Yeah. But um, man, I just I really like the towel. Like it's like it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I'm gonna read this. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it's this guy Chow Chu. He's asking the master. <laughs> Sorry, I'm butchering his names, but it will. let's get into it. Um, what is the Tao? The master replied, your ordinary consciousness is the Tao. How can one return into accord with it? By intending to accord, you immediately deviate. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> but without intention, how can one know the Tao? The Tao, said the master, belongs neither to knowing nor not knowing. Knowing is false understanding. Not knowing is blind ignorance. If you really understand the Tao beyond doubt, it's like the empty sky. Why drag it in right and wrong? Mm. I mean, the, the Tao is so hard to talk about because verse one of the Tao, like the first word, let me pull it up, let me get it out here. So it says the way you can go isn't the real way, but in other versions it says the Tao you can say um, is not the real Tao. So it's basically saying you, we can't talk about this. And then there's the rest of the book. <laughs> <laughs> so that's page one of the rest of the book. <laughs> so it's it's really trying to make it clear that don't pay attention to the words. Don't look at the symbols. Don't pay attention to the words. This is all just pointing. And and that's like the main thing about the Tao, like when you read this stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it says, the way you can go isn't the real way. The name you can say isn't the real name. Heaven and earth begin in the unnamed. Names the mother of the 10,000 things. So I'm gonna pause. Um, Names the mother of the ten name is the mother of, oh, ten, name. of the ten thousand things. Okay. So when they use the term the ten thousand things, they're referring to just everything, everything. in existence, all the, all the things, and such a huge part of Taoism is understanding how truly inconsequential things are. Like these things don't matter. They're all here for a moment and they're going to disappear. Um, and so you would kind of use the phrase like a flower is beautiful because it fades. That's that's kind of what things are basically. Um, and we are things, we're, the, we're in this body. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, <clears throat> but it also, it says heaven and earth begins in the unnamed. And it says names the mother of the 10,000 things. If we look at um, verse one of the Bible, um, in the beginning was the word. Oh, John, John 1. Is that John 1? Yeah. Sorry. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when it says word, I think it's just talking about language. Mm -hmm. Words. And so this is what this is also saying. Name, which is just the name for things, language. words, language, is the mother of the 10,000 things. It's It's all these names. And so then we also have um, you know, the tale of um, Adam walking around naming everything in the Bible, right? Yeah. <clears throat> there's 
these are the sort of similarities that I see constantly. Yeah. Um, so it says, names the mother of the 10,000 things. So the unwanting soul sees what's hidden and the ever wanting soul sees only what it wants. Two things, one origin, but different in name, whose identity is a mystery, mystery of all mysteries, the door to the hidden. Dude. This is verse, just the verse. I have to, there's like so much. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. so dense. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Man, like we just don't get enough exposure to. I. I I'm so glad that like. Like we're having this conversation because it's just exposure to, things that, I've never experienced or heard of. Um, and that's like such a, that's such an essential part of like, I, I, I truly believe you need to just get out and experience things contrary to, to what you believe in. Like whether, whether it seems hateful to you or not, like you need to experience it because it drastically shapes your worldview. Um, and like, I'm not, I'm not afraid to hear like to hear you read the Tao to hear you talk about Hindu, Buddhism to hear you talk about Hinduism like that doesn't make me afraid it used to because my worldview was Christianity is the only way to live life and everything else is a sin right and everything else is corrupted um, that's what we've been taught that's what um, that's what we've been taught through church and school and our families um, but if like but that really just shows what per what perception of God you have and now my perception of God is way different and I'm not afraid to 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 hear this kind of stuff because I believe like God is actually like way better than we think he is and he's constant and he's guiding people along he's guiding each and every one of us yeah, in our own exactly. way and it's not like we have such a cookie cutter version of what it looks like to be guided by god right you know what i mean and and it's it's wrong like there are going to be people who um i make this statement a lot which i'm trying not to but like there are going to be people in heaven who da, 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 <laughs> who like because ultimately heaven for me is do you want do you want to do you want to be do you want to live with god do you want to or do you like the things that God stood for, whether you knew them or not? Like, do you, if you if you saw Jesus for who He was, if you saw God for who He was, would you want to be with that for forever? Instead of this interpretation of how we think God is, right? Because um, you know there there's so many people who aren't Christians anymore because of the interpretation of God that. They were given right like the hell the hell concept like people are burning forever like why would i believe in a god that is gonna welcome some people into heaven but also like have people suffer for eternity like that well, sucks yeah so like why would i believe in that um and i believe god is like like i i know your heart i know what you truly desire and if if you don't want to be with me then like See how that's, how does God know your heart though? 
It's a good question. Because he's God. Because <laughs> because he's been with you your entire experience. Yeah, like yes. And he also experienced it himself when exactly. he came down as a man. Exactly. And so this is how my my idea is very similar to this, but it, it's shifted slightly. Yeah. Um, I would see God as the energy that is in both of us that makes us want to love. It's Ooh, the energy okay, that, yeah. that is pushing us to give love more, pushing us to, to um, you know, be more loving and, and support each other yeah. and reach out. It's, it's that energy that's within us. Yeah. I think Jesus was a man who just fully committed to that and mm. fully lived that. And whether we want to say he was brought down from the universe and, and to play this role, it, we can debate that all day. I, I personally believe that there's enough historical evidence of a man named Jesus who died, who died on a cross and persecuted by the Jews. Like it, it's a real story historically. There's enough right there. Um, the there's a lot part. that surrounds yeah. it. Yeah. There's a lot that surrounds it. And so I would really put it like he, like he fully embraced yeah. that like energy that was guiding him. Exactly. Is it what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. Like I would say, I'm capable of the same thing that Jesus was. Ooh. But I I struggle to walk that narrow path. Um, and everybody does. It's it's a fucking struggle. It's why it's called the, it's why it's called the the narrow path. And there's, the, the, that's the parts of the Bible that I really do identify with. Um, the struggle element. Yeah, I mean it's it's the struggle with your ego. It's a struggle with this the side of you that doesn't want to follow these rules and wants to, um, not rules. It doesn't. It wants yes. to pull off track. Yeah. Because if if we understand where we are in time, that we're basically in a prison, mm. and our, our lives are full of distractions. I mean, everywhere you look is distractions. Okay, and. All of these are just meant to pull us off this track because if, if even just a few of us can walk down this narrow path, like we become extremely powerful, mm. you know, we become just beaming with light and love yes. and everybody it's, who's it's around so us. It's so different. Like we bring yeah. that everywhere. It's, it's literally like a fire that surrounds you and it burns everything that's around you. So like, it doesn't matter who's around you. Yeah. You throw a, a raw log next to a, a log that's lit on fire and burning like crazy that log's gonna light right up yeah that's how it is with humans Dude, that's so good <clears throat> everything you just said is more is more in my perception spiritual view is more christ-like than i think a lot of christians would believe so proclaim christians um like the idea of like the idea that you said like we can actually live like jesus yeah i 100% agree with that there are a lot of christians who say that you can't but i truly believe they're, we can't they're projecting they yeah. they can't yeah they struggle and it's like it's fine you can struggle like we're all Dude. in this struggle together but yeah that's where that comes from you know that like you can't do that like what they're saying that they're saying that to themselves yeah because they know you know that's that ego speaking because if the ego can get you to believe that you can't do it Yes. The battle's already won. Oh, man. <laughs> like, <dude. coughs> it's so true. Oh. Now, I, this is like, I really think that that's all it's about is, is that, um, that guide 
that's inside us, whether you want to call it God or you yeah. know, love energy, universal energy. Right. These are all fingers pointing to the same fucking thing. Fingers. Like, like, and what I've always found so frustrating about the Bible is it's got so many, it's got distractions in it for its readers mm. to keep them away from finding what it's pointing at, to keep them focused on the finger. Inch. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, like people get hung up on certain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've watched the church fight over ordaining women my whole life. It's like, what are we doing? You Dude, know? that's crazy. You, that's crazy. You said that because I initially, my gut reaction's like, I don't agree with that. But I do, I do totally agree with that. Um, there's, Paul talks about it in Romans, I think, where he says the law. Um, what does he say about the law? It's crazy. He says, um, uh, sin took advantage of the law and the law only makes me want to do things that I don't want to do. Or that's good. Like, it's just, it's like this burden to him. The law is a burden. Exactly. The Ten Commandments are a burden to him. He's like, how come, how come I don't do the things that I want to do, but I do the things that I don't want to do. Dude. And, um, and that, that text is so powerful. Um, and he, he talks about, there's a, there's a lot of really dense, like principles in the book of Romans that I really like, but, um, basically saying how he's died to the law. He's no longer mm -hmm. under the law. He's under, he's under Christ. He's not under the law anymore. I think I remember this is the one you shared on Facebook, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and the reason I bring that up is because we get so hung up, like Christians get so hung up on certain texts of the Bible, like the law. For like, you know, how many times someone's quoted to me the sexual immorality, like section of the Bible, like, like talking about how they shouldn't be, or, yeah, or it's yeah, like you shouldn't have sex with animals and stuff like that. And it's like I'm so tired of that debate because I I truly believe that if if we're not supposed to live a certain way like, okay this is this is something i want to make clear because this is really important i believe sin is destructive <laughs> like that's what i believe sin is all sin does is it destroys and it taints um what god designed and that's all it does it just reaps chaos so if something truly is a sin is truly destructive for who we are as humanity i think god will lead you out of it if you if you have a desire to listen well exactly you know what i mean if if you continue to argue with people and you're so set on a certain idea being a, a certain action being a sin you're never gonna you know you're never gonna be able to hear that calling and actually live a life that's that that's really freeing like you need to be really open. Um, and I think a lot of Christians struggle with that idea of being open because it sounds scary. It sounds like you're, you're letting corruption in. Exactly. Like our, our parents would have that, I think a similar worldview is like, no, like we can't, we can't be um, vulnerable and open to certain religions or other worldviews because we have the truth. See, we ourselves have the truth. Why do we let corruption in? You know, yeah, it's, it's really, it's a dangerous worldview. The Bible makes it seem like we are these nice little innocent <laughs> <Eggs>. people <laughs> who are put in this dangerous place. 
and you better watch your step now because <laughs> God put you down here and he's watching you now. Okay, and there's temptation all over the place, but you need to behave. Okay, because you got to be careful down here in this dirty, nasty world. Otherwise, it'll eat you up. That's that's the that's the idea that we've been given. Yeah. And the reality is we came from this earth. Mm. This earth is us. We came from it just the mm-hmm. same as the tree comes from the earth. You know, we grow and blossom the same way that a flower grows and blossoms. Right. And so um, when when you have that view where you're not, I'm not really against anything. You know, there's no, I, I don't have any enemies, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that's really freeing. It is. Because I can hear anything and, and I'm, I'm the filter. Whatever I hear, like, I can make my own decisions, but there's no, like, I'm not, I'm not having to watch out for you're the not limiting, of Satan. You're not like, yeah, you're not. Um, yeah it's just the living in fear idea dude it's like I don't think we were ever meant to live in fear and if you're living in fear then it's sad because there's a better way to live no yeah (laughs) so there's um, there's some spiritual aspects that are in the bible so there's a verse that says the 144,000 make it to heaven oh yeah revelation right Um, and it Obviously, it's not talking about a set number of people. That is silly. Okay, you're not what the top. I agree. Some people believe that. I don't. That's insane. Yeah. Um, What I believe it's talking about is frequency, and Mm -hmm. so this is something that's super um, prevalent in spiritual teachings: is frequency, understanding your frequency, understanding how to raise your frequency, and what that actually does. And so I've talked about it like jumping, well, this is, I've heard it talked about as jumping radio stations. Um, And you have higher levels that you can reach. And these are the wavelengths that you have to be at in order to um, avoid temptation, in order to avoid these things that we know we're not supposed to do. And raising your vibration is, is part of that. And so reaching the highest rate, which is 144 hertz, or 144,000 hertz, or whatever it is, there's a number that goes with that. It is 144, um, and so that's what um, spiritual beliefs think that heaven is. It's when you finally reach that point where you're no longer suffering. Mm-hmm. You're you're quite literally vibrating at such a high frequency that the things below you do not affect you. To the, like, and it's so hard to explain, right? Because like, what if someone comes and like kills you? You know, like what? Are you not you're, suffering? You're just immoral. You're not going to suffer. Well, yeah. And so that it's really tricky. You well, know, like what if someone just... kills your loved one? And all, you know, there's so many questions you can ask. Kills to, your dog. What yeah. <laughs> um. So you, oh, you think it's like a frequency? Yeah, I, I think it has to do with frequency, and and this all goes off of like. Um, vibration theory or string theory I think yeah. that's what it's called um, and that we are just vibration just vibrating we are just the energy that's in this body and understanding that I feel like brings a whole different level to understanding how we operate mm-hmm. and um, 
when I say that we're like in a prison, like these things that are around us, I think literally alter our frequency. Um, and this is where it gets to be like conspiracy esque. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. So, well, you, no, you want to go down there? No, we can pause. <laughs> that gets to be a bit much. We should do. We should do. We should have. We should record more where we just talk about specific conspiracy theories. I mean, we could. Man. That would be fun. There's a lot of them. The um, moon landing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I've I've heard, I've heard both angles of the the moon landing one. Well, not necessarily the moon landing one. The moon landing had would have to be fake if the world is flat, and so that's the main. I feel like it comes with the flat Earth theory. Oh, the they're landing. they're both they're both. Well, yeah, because then then with the flat Earth theory, the moon is like a projected light that they go around on our dome. You know, that's the theory. <laughs> but I don't. That's that's all pretty <laughs> far fetched in my mind. But I'm sorry, flat earthers. Man, it's just it's the you, one that I can't get around. Like you, I like I'll, I'll try any aliens. other one. But. I like the, I like all the anti-government stuff. <laughs> but the flat earth, you got me lost. We still love you, flat earthers. Your value is not defined by your beliefs. Very true. I mean, it's but you're it's, ridiculous. No, I'm just joking. I can't lie. Man. <laughs> I'm, if I'm puffing on a nice long joint and I'm watching TikToks on the oh, flat yeah. earth theories, man. I'll listen I'll listen to that stuff all day. It's so interesting. No, I mean it'll sometimes it almost gets me. Like I'll really sit you're there like, and think about you it. You almost got me there. This firmament that's above us, it's just a glass dome. <laughs> these, you these almost got people. me there, you flat earthers. Dead gamut. Oh yeah. We calling it there then? I mean, we definitely can. I feel like this has been a... This is more about an hour 17. That's it? Dang. Right? Was it till 9.09? That was a good time, man. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> yeah. If this has listening. been an episode of a podcast. See you next time. Yeah.